Hi, it's Dr. Sandy Laura Kramers from Visionary Eye Doctors, and thank you for joining us for podcast number 11 on the EYE show. I have George Wirt with me, which is our behind-the-scenes uh, behind man who's been helping me through this whole thing, and we're going to interview him today because he's pretty close to the issue we're going to talk about. So we're going to talk today about going back to school and how to conquer video game addiction. And they're kind of related. I think a lot of parents that are listening and even students out there will um, probably appreciate what summer and this past year has been like you know, during COVID. So a lot of parents have been telling me their kids have been on screens record number of hours per day, teachers, parents, all of us. And especially during COVID when we were kind of quarantining, what can you do inside your house? How boring does it get when you keep seeing the same people over and over? Video games have, were this incredible outlet for a lot of people, including parents. So I want to start off telling two stories. One's a joke, actually, which I'm not great at telling jokes, but this is related. And I think it's kind of funny. It's actually my favorite joke of the week. And then the other one is patients that came in to see me. So I want to talk about that. So the first one is, why did the clam eat the little fish? George, why did the clam eat the little fish? Do you know this joke? Do you know this joke? Okay, so it's because he was shellfish. You're supposed to laugh. <laughs> anyway, but the idea is that, you know, this idea of why do we get into addictions like video games or any addiction? And ultimately it is from selfishness because you're wanting to be kind of excited and happy and, and, and reward yourself. And it can be very difficult to break any addiction, specifically ones that reward you so quickly like video games. So what we're going to do first is talk about the top five things you can do, six things, six five or six things you can do for your child to, that's going back to school, whether it's your uh, elementary school child or your college uh, kid, right? You're in college. Yeah, so perfect. what do you do uh, as a student and what can you do for your kids if you're a parent? And then we'll tell one story a little bit in there about a patient that I met this week. And then we'll talk a little bit about how to conquer video addiction or any addiction for that matter, which is not easy for anybody, of course. So the first thing you want to think about when you're when you're thinking about, you know, what can you do for your child? Well, th the best thing, of course, is getting good sleep. And sleep is crucial, as you know. That's your time for your body, your eyes. Every cell in your body can recover with good sleep. And there's good sleeping habits. We've heard about them before. Things like really trying, really not allowing videos in your bedroom, which is so difficult for all of us. We all use our phones as alarms we're too lazy too cheap whatever it is too too busy to buy an alarm clock and so we put them next to our you know our bed but any type of blue light in the middle of the night or any type of light in the middle of the night really does change your circadian rhythm especially in the evening hours to make it sometimes harder to fall asleep and you can sometimes wake up too easily so really trying to think about how to improve your sleep habits whether you need a cold room or a warm room most people need a colder room especially men that's been shown in many many studies uh, trying to make things work. So sleeping for kids, very important. Going to bed early. The, the adage, <clears throat> early to bed, early to rise, makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise, is now being shown with data. So it's kind of cool. And so think about that for children. Second is good eating habits. So we've talked about this in po many podcasts in the past, and I'm all about a low inflammatory diet. A high antioxidant diet, which is a low inflammatory diet, so that's in your, your green leafy vegetables. You want to have your kids eating a lot of either chopping up the spinach, giving them a smoothie, whatever you can do to hide it so they can learn in their palate, their taste buds will learn to like it. And we know from data and studies, the earlier they are, the younger they are rather, to teach their palate, their taste buds to like these vegetables, the better for them. And it is a learned 
appreciation. We don't necessarily come out of the wound liking collard greens and spinach, and you gotta teach them. And this is crucial for eye health because we know the macula, the lens of the eye are really going to be kind of protected against daily insults by the amount of antioxidants you eat on a daily basis. And so that's crucial. So things like collard greens, spinach, kale, uh, all the green leafy vegetables, avoid iceberg lettuce like the plague. It has very little antioxidants. It has some fiber. It's really a waste of time and money. So romaine, uh, those kinds of, you know, uh, lettuces you want to eat, not just peas and carrots. When you say your child's, you know, eating a lot of vegetables, it's not peas and carrots. That's the highest carbohydrate uh, index among the vegetables. So you want to think about those other green leafy vegetables uh, or even celery, things like that are actually kind of good. So very crucial, low carb. In addition, we talked about that at length, low carb, so no sugar ideally, or, you know, no soda. So when you pack their lunch, think about what's going to help them down the line for their health, their general health their eye health, I would say, of course, their stem cells. You know, you're thinking about this because you want them to be healthy. You want them to have develop good habits now. And one of my favorite uh, quotes, this is a well-known quote, which I really, really love, and I, I love uh, reminding myself about this and also my kids, is your beliefs become your thoughts. Your thoughts become your words. Your words become your actions. Your actions become your habits. Your habits become your values and your values become your destiny. And the idea is that, you know, your habits create can be virtuous and you can develop courage in whatever decision you make. So as a parent, you have to decide if you're gonna say yes or no to your child. And it is much harder to say no to the video game or no to the soda or no to the chips than to say yes, because otherwise they're gonna whine. And the same thing for a student, if you're a college student or any student, it's easier for myself to say yes to something that I really want than to say no. But if I say no, then I'm building up that virtue of courage, which is, is very important. There's the physical courage and the moral courage. And both are very important for not only your physical life, but of course I would say spiritual life. So very important to say no to yourself as often as you can because it does make you a stronger person both physically and spiritually we, we talk about all the time with the olympics just finishing this summer how these athletes really were really saying a lot you know struggling really enduring pain and suffering to get what they wanted and so they're constantly saying, saying no to themselves so i'm sure that a lot of them wanted to go play with their friends or go see a, you know a movie or and they said no because they knew they had this higher goal and so as a parent you got to think about what is the, your goal for your child this year, let's say this week, this year, and then of course for their life. And as a student, the same thing. What is your goal for this year? What is your goal for this year, George? Uh, get, always. get always. <laughs> and survive, right? A lot of us are, a lot of parents are kind of like, let me just get through this hour or the witching hour, or let me get through this day. And But at some point when things kind of get a little bit more calm, you will have that bigger vision of what you can do. And you want to arm your child or yourself with the best tools possible. And I would say, Obviously, you know, on this physical realm, having the best stem cells you can have, and that's all about a good sleep pattern, a good diet. And in the spiritual realm, I'd say, of course, trying to increase their, their virtue and their ability to make good decisions. So that's number one and two. And then I would say number three is getting a good pair of sunglasses for your child and a hat whenever they're outside in the sun. We know, of course, sun protection is crucial for preventing cataract and macular degeneration, which is something that we all are thinking about as we all live longer, as we're worried about ozone layers and things like that and protecting our eyes. And so we, you, I generally tell people go with a reputable brand like uh, Ray-Ban Ray or one of the uh, good brands out there generally have the UVA, B, and C protection most sunglasses require. And then number four 
is good video habits. And this is something I think we're all struggling with. And I know, you know, students, and we're going to talk about this a little bit, uh, about how to have good video habits. And we've talked about a little bit of, you know, looking away from the screen every 10, 15, 20 minutes, blinking as frequently as you can. You can not be on video, you know, print out your material, read books, encourage your kids to go outside and play. Sports are crucial for kids. You got to kick them out of the house, literally kick them out of the house, make them run around the house four or five times before they want to see anything on the video. That's what we do and we have very little video time but we try to make them you know play sports outside and really socialize with friends in person or you know just kind of you know kind of get out there so really limit screen time and the number of hours a child should spend on a screen is very dependent on some key factors. One of the key factors is your meibomian gland anatomy. We talked about that with the meibography. If somebody has almost no meibomian, if a child has almost no meibomian glands, I tell them you want to avoid screens really like the plague. You know, that's the kind of thing we used to say. And the idea is that you really know that the ability for children to blink when they're on screens is so limited. They, they forget, they're so concentrated. And we'll talk about why in terms of the addiction and the neurotransmitters running through their brain that they literally forget to blink and then they dry up their oil glands and it causes big problems when they're young and when they're older especially. So that's key of thinking, you know, what can you do to close your eyes, limit the blue light, blue light filters, even though we don't have great data on that just yet. Uh, some studies are kind of showing blue light filters, especially in the evening for children and students and, and parents is important. Maybe not the whole day, but a little bit of blue light filtering during video time is probably a good thing, but we just don't have data to prove it. That's why a lot of doctors don't talk about it. Um, so those kinds of habits are crucial. Uh, talking to your friends, not texting them, waiting as long as possible to give your child a smartphone. That's just truly a Trojan horse. You need to filter those smartphones, ideally a flip phone. Uh, we talk about the school my kids go to, a lot of the teachers still have flip, phone, flip phones and it's an incredible witness to the high school students who have the latest iPhone to see their really incredible PhD teacher with their flip phone, realizing how of a Trojan horse that is uh, because you have this billion dollar industry on the other side trying to get everybody addicted to that screen. We know the porn industry, the video game industry, they are really doing everything they can and they have it mastered. They are brilliant and making sure the neurotransmitters and you and your child's brain and, or your brain are really making you addicted to that to that screen whether it's Google or Amazon or video games or whatever and we use these for good but that's where you have to make a choice to know when to stop and help your children learn that uh, so we're going to talk more about that in just a few minutes uh, so number one good sleep number two good diet number three good sunglasses and a hat and number four good video habits and number five avoid video games. Just avoid them. You know, there's an article that came out yesterday about China that just made a law to outlaw video games during the school week and allow only one hour on the weekends and holidays. And did you hear about that? So, <laughs> so it's a totalitarian country, right? They know everybody's social score and credit score. And so what happened? They realized that the, the, video people that were on video games and they know who's on video games they know this their scores on their tests were decreasing their rates of myopia was increasing their rates of dry eye were increasing they know this data and for better or worse you know they use this data and they just made a flat out rule we're not going to do this and the reason is because they want to create an incredibly strong army of citizens 
to probably conquer the world. I mean, I think that's pretty clear. And they are seeing that their boys especially are becoming lazier, weaker, less fit. And they just said, we're done. We're not going to do it. So that's quite the extreme. The, the real extreme is just no video games at all. So they're kind of a little bit on the other side of the extreme. And then there's the parents that in Korea in 2010 that were so addicted to their video games that they allowed their six month old to starve to death. And they were imprisoned for malnutrition because they were so addicted to video games. So there's a spectrum. And every person that's listening to this, every parent who's listening to this, has to decide where you are on the spectrum, either as your you know, husband and wife, as parents, or, or you're a student, or you're, yourself thinking about, you know, you like video games, you like to be on the screens a lot. You need to make a decision, is a little okay? Is a lot okay? Where's that number? How much is okay? And it's very tricky as we kind of get into the idea of how to break the addiction to video games. We're gonna talk about this. So I had a patient come in with uh, his wife and we were talking about his dry eyes and and he was telling me his eyes are really bothering him. And I said, how many hours are you on screens? And he said, well, you know, about eight hours, you know, the whole day. And we're kind of going through this. And at the end of the exam, his wife says, whoa, 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 whoa. Tell her about the hours you spend from 12 p.m. to 3 a.m. playing video games. And this is like a 35-year-old guy with his wife. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> this is not going to be pretty. And she was she was livid. She was livid. She was like, he. she saw it. She saw what kind of person this guy was becoming, her husband. She saw the addiction. She's like, you need to, Dr. Kramer, you need to address this. And of course I did. And I said, I would kill my husband. <laughs> and I said, no, no, I take that back. No, no, actually I would kill him. <laughs> so I was trying not to say that, but it was very difficult because when you see somebody wasting their life and especially their eyes it's very difficult to not say something so it was it's that's kind of the you know kind of one on that side kind of extreme of a person that's you know making a lot of money very stressed out maybe can't sleep what do you do a lot of people turn on the tv or they'll turn on a video game or they'll turn on something where they could do other things they could choose to do the harder thing which maybe go for a run or pray or read a book that's harder you know so how do you how do you make those decisions so we wanted to talk a little bit about what do you think we can do to break the addiction? And I was asking George before the podcast, and he had great ideas. So I wanted to say, why do you think this is happening? So you said, is it the parents? We talked about parents versus kids yeah. in terms of breaking the addiction. What did you say to me, George? Well, I, I think the first thing we have to understand is that you're right, that you're like, you are not smarter than these people. Like these are billion dollar companies spending millions of millions of dollars every single year to get you to be on Instagram for like one more minute. Mm -hmm. They're trying like so desperately because their entire revenue model depends on your attention. Mm -hmm. So the more attention you give them, the more profitable it is. And because of that, because you have to recognize that you're not smarter than them, I think you just have to kind of cold turkey it. it it's very difficult, but <laughs> literally like delete the video games from your computer. Uh, if you have a kid, I'm in college right now, so this is more applicable to me. Think about when you were in college. How many parties did you get invited to versus how many did you host? When you've got a kid and you want them to stop playing video games, they're playing video games because it's social. Invite their friends over. You can do it for them. Set up a play date like they were in second grade. Like, hey, yo, uh, Andrew's mom is coming over. Why don't you guys go for a walk or something like that? Invite their friends' parents over for lunch you can do that every single day and now it was different during covid um but 
you really have to get out of the house. I think right now prisoners get more outdoor time than really? children. Yeah, because prisoners are mandated, I think, at least two hours outdoor every day, wow. and the average kid gets outside wow. less than that. So that's criminal. <laughs> it's it's literally, <laughs> it's literally very criminal. tough. It's very tough. Wow. Um, but especially when the games are social, and especially for guys when, you know, I've got kind of an obsessive personality, um, and so I want to be, like, the best at something. And it's tough when... Uh, video games present kind of like the only real outlet that guys have left to be competitive where there's a solid winner and a loser where you can state objectively your score chess is kind of like that it's got a it's got a rating there's always a winner and a loser and so I, I love playing chess because it's like that and a lot of guys are like that so if you've got a kid that's you know obsessive like that sign them up for the gym because that's got objective numbers and it's fun to do especially if you go with friends um, sign them up for judo, for MMA. Uh, it, it's tough. My mom didn't want to do that for the longest time because she was like, I don't want to see my kid getting hurt. I think one of the MMA guys, Khabib, just got, his mom like told him to stop and he was like, okay. Mm. <laughs> but there is a certain level of aggression and competitiveness that you want in your kids mm -hmm. because it helps them fight the world. Mm -hmm. And you've got to be able to do that as a parent. And you mentioned street fighting. We should go back to street fighting. <laughs> <laughs> should go back to street I said fighting. that off the podcast. That's not on record. But I mean, like, yeah, as kids, we fought. We've, like, threw stuff at each other. And it's fun to do. It's not as harmful. I mean, like. It's a very boy thing. It's a very, it's kind of a boy thing. But, uh, yeah, I think it's good. To, it, it, competition is good. Mm -hmm. And video games are kind of the only outlet for that. But the problem is they're never ending. Mm -hmm. um, so what do you do with a friend who's addicted to video games in college? I mean, do you have any? Yeah, I mean, I have a couple that really like playing video games. The do you think it's an addiction for them? Probably, yeah. The, so what happens is they'll work all day, homework, and then mm -hmm. this guy works two jobs. And then he'll come home and from midnight to 3 a.m. play oh video games. Gosh. It's tough. Oh it, it's tough. Uh, the, the, way this, the way we circumvent that sometimes, I mean, like, I'm not this guy's parent, so I don't, I don't really do a whole lot. But, like, we'll just have conversations mm -hmm. instead of play video games. Um, invite some friends over mm -hmm. and we, we, we're all they're, like, they're dragging him out. <laughs> yeah. We're dragging him out a little bit. We're all like philosophy majors, theology majors, stuff like that business. So we'll have those kind of like conversations mm -hmm. instead of playing video games. I think that's, it, it's the same kind of competition cause you're fighting over ideas, but there's a, a solid start and end point. There is something called every app has this now. It's called infinite scroll. Okay. Well, like Instagram doesn't stop scrolling. Mm -hmm. TikTok doesn't stop scrolling. And as a human being, you want to reach the bottom of something. Oh, you want to end something. Video that's games don't end. Right. That's a good point. That's a very good point. You'll never be... Chances are, statistically, you will never be the greatest League of Legends player. You'll never be the greatest Fortnite player. You'll never reach the end of TikTok or Instagram. And so you just literally have to recognize, like, they're smarter right, than you. You just delete are. it. That's You're never going to win. You're never going to get to the end. And it's oh. tough. Great. Thank you. Yeah. So I think that that's very helpful, George. Thank you. So from the medical point of view, we know that there are three key neurotransmitters with any addiction. And this is where a parent and a person has to decide to kind of understand. And we talk to our children about what you just said. It's us against them. Mm -hmm. Like this company is making billions of dollars trying to get you addicted to the video, the porn, whatever it is. And you are a pawn and nobody, I mean, at least my boys do not want to be a pawn in anybody's game. They yeah. want to be the leader. They want to be like the, you know, the mover and the shaker. And so you can maybe, depending on your child's personality, help them understand how they can conquer that by not giving in to that. Like not just saying yes to somebody else making billions of dollars off sacrificing their eyes, their brain, their soul 
and you can talk about that. So that's very helpful because there are three chemicals, the neurotransmitters that flood the brain anytime you do something pleasurable, whether it is, you know, video games or eating food or whatever that, that's good and bad. And some of them are very, very good. We have, these are beautiful neurotransmitters, but if they're excessive, they can be used for evil, or I'd say bad stuff, not necessarily, we won't go into the moral component right now, but the first one is dopamine. Dopamine is your motivation, uh, your ability to kind of, your fight and flight response, your ability to kind of want to do things and move and, and have action and stuff. And that is flooding the brain anytime you're on a video game, anytime you're watching a movie or a TV. Serotonin is that wonderful hormone that makes you feel very happy when you've done something or you have a beautiful, delicious chocolate cake or carbohydrate or blondie, which is my favorite. Uh, you know, just you just feel this delicious, amazing feeling. It, brings back your memories and everything of what you felt. Uh, and then there's oxytocin. Oxytocin is a really critical hormone that a mother excretes when they have their baby. And obviously babies can be very difficult. They're crying, they're pooping. But because of that chemical, it is really, that bond is so strong. It's very hard to break that bond because oxytocin is so crucial for that mother-child bond. So if your child is playing video games or you're addicted to the soap operas or whatever it is, right? Uh, or whatever, it's fair. Those three chemicals are very difficult to conquer. And so how do you do it, right? That's that's the question we kind of want to ask. So there's many different ways. So if you talk to an alcoholic who's addicted to alcohol, and we, we're, we've heard about, you know, addictive personalities, alcoholic personalities, they will say, cut it cold turkey. This not, there's no in between. They know. They know that if you take one sip, it's over. And so for video games, that's where you have to make that decision. For some children, some people with any addiction, it's going to be cutting it cold turkey. And it's very painful, very painful. There's going to be a withdrawal process, but ultimately it's the right thing to do. Other people, you got to slowly, you know, decrease it. And when I have patients that are addicted to cigarette smoking, right, that's a big one that we're hopefully seeing a little bit less of, but I still have patients that are addicted. And I say to them, I have two types of patients. And of course there's a range, but my two key patients is I tell them, you know, you can clearly tell there's some issues going on in the eye, smoking is not helping, you know, you have macular degeneration or whatever it may be. I have patients that will quit cold turkey and others that need that long haul of the patch, the hypnosis, the pills, you know, all this kind of stuff. So those are the two options I think that are really kind of available to quit an addiction, whatever it is. And for most people, it's that slow kind of weaning process, which is takes a lot, lot longer, it is not easy, you might relapse. Um, but you're kind of just kind of move and you need help. You need friends to help you through this addiction. And because there's a whole array of addictions, not just video game addictions, but it's important to teach and arm your children and yourself with this data so you can understand that is you against them. You can control your addictions. It's sometimes very difficult. You need help. And I say always pray. Sometimes you need, I think, supernatural help in some of these things. But we know chemically there are three chemicals that are there that are really trying to bind you and make you attach to those addictions. So keep that in mind. So just to recap, the things going back to school after a really long year of COVID for a lot of students, don't forget about the number one, good sleep. Number two, good diet habits. Number three, good sunglasses and hat when you're in the sun. Number four, good video habits. So really trying to minimize your screen time. Number five, uh, really just avoid video games if you can, as much as you can. Use your eyes for eye-worthy things. Teach your children that concept now. I guarantee you they're going to appreciate it in the future. And the last one is just go outside. Enjoy the sun. Enjoy the outdoors. Really breathe in the fresh air. Take time to relax and, and really just focus on teaching yourself and, your, and everyone around you about those good habits.
So I hope this was helpful. Please continue to send in your suggestions. I really appreciate the emails, the texts we're receiving. Please subscribe. I, um, I was at a school event recently and I heard a bunch of third graders screaming, subscribe to my channel, subscribe to my channel. I'm like, oh my Lord, what's happened to this world? You know, but subscribe to my channel. Um, anyway, so hope, thank, hopefully this was helpful. Thank you for joining me. Thank you. Great. And log off YouTube. <laughs>